Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the On Call Empath. Today I have a very special guest that I'm honored to have. She's been featured on Fox, NBC, CBS, International News, New York Times, Trial Athlete, Outside um, Sports Focus Magazines, Talk Radio, you name it. Uh, her name is Shangrila Arendan. She's a Guinness World's Record holder for the triathlon, and she's a best-selling author as well. Um, I'm so glad that you were able to uh, come on my show in this bonus episode. How are you doing today? Hey, Raj. Thank you so much for that introduction. Uh, I'm doing really well. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know when to stop. Like there was like so many things. I just picked up a few good oh, ones. I hope I didn't leave too many things yeah, out though. You know. Very good job. So thank you for that. I'm very impressed, like with your background. Like I, I just can't wait to just kind of dig in and, and just I think people are going to really get a lot of value out of what you're going to say today. So with that said, why don't you just tell us a little bit about how it all started um, from the beginning? Sure. Um, well, first of all, just to, for everyone's uh, knowledge, um, I, I'm not really an athlete at the start i in fact i actually did not know how to swim didn't own a bike Mm -hmm. and i was just running just because i didn't want to gain weight (laughs) that's where i started and also when i was growing up i grew up in the philippines and when i was growing up in the philippines my parents told me that i gotta go for something that earned uh, i gotta go for an education that would give me money and uh, and that's basically what i was doing um but what a lot of people didn't know actually is that I had a horrible past. So I had to go through that. And, uh, when that started, um, you know, I had to look, find for myself again. And then from there, there's a several transition point. And I'm just giving you a big picture when I realized that actually I am blessed. And that was back, uh, when, um, uh, actually just about five years ago, when I realized that I'm actually blessed, that's when I'm like, you know what, I got to do something big. So I can mm-hmm. help more people. And ever since then, uh, yeah, so that's where I started. It's like a long <laughs> journey. I'm just giving it a... Let, yeah, let, no, I... <laughs> you ended up being place world record holder, which is for Iron Man, which is... I mean, that's just... I can't put, wrap my head around that. How, how do you go from just an amateur to the world record holder? <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, I, I didn't know about the sport, but initially, honestly, how I started with the running is because I wanted to use running as to help me to recover from my horrible past. So I mm-hmm. was in the running portion. I started meeting people. And then from there, when, um, when after all those years, uh, at 34 years old, that's when I realized, you know, I got to do something big. And then when I said that, and I want to, I want to achieve something big. I actually hire coaches. And then when I hired coaches, that's when I actually learned of like how I can do things. So it started from just, you know, the sports, right? It started off because I needed it because I need to recover from my past. But then, you know, sports won't get me anywhere without the work. Um, but then with the help of many coaches and my big therapist, a therapist, a psychiatrist, that's where, Actually, I got I got more help. 
May I ask, like, how old you were when you when you hit the um, Guinness World's record? That was when I was uh, thirty four years old. <laughs> wow! So uh, that's amazing. It just, I'm just trying to. <laughs> it just like it's such a good back comeback story from, especially, uh, you know, what you've been through from childhood, which which we're gonna get to in a minute. But from there, you were never an athlete, and then no. boom, you're you got coaches, world class coaches. You're 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 breaking records, and then, so what? Why, why did you want to attempt the world record in the first place? Sure. Um, so, so when I say 34 years old, I'm 39 now. So that was only five years ago, but <laughs> yeah. that transitioned to a lot of things. So, uh, at 34 years old, why I didn't actually, honestly, I didn't plan for a world record at all. I didn't plan for a Guinness world record. What I wanted to do when I was 34 years old and realizing how blessed. Uh, I am that, uh, you know, uh, I just wanted to have a story that would actually catch attention. I just wanted to mm-hmm. dream big. And that's how I started. And that's how, uh, that's why I hired uh, all the coaches is because they can yeah. actually help as many individuals possible. So that was my drive. That was my drive to help others. Oh, that leads me to ask you, you know, um, what was what was exactly your childhood like? If you can kind of uh, you know describe that to the audience, because obviously this podcast we get a lot of people that have you know trauma or you know they come from you know a very tough background, and um, you know I just love hearing these comeback stories where you know you, you come from pretty much a a place where it's like very dark, and then you just end up on the top of the mountain, and so. I just want to hear your side and, and uh, what you experienced. Sure, Raj. Uh, first, uh, thank you so much for having me again uh, in this podcast because the, because we can reach out those people who are still struggling. Um, so, yeah. uh, in my childhood, and it basically is that at five years old until 19 years old, I was sexually abused by many men uh, to the point that I actually couldn't count them anymore. And at the time... I didn't, um, I didn't know what I needed to do. What was left for me is that to follow my parents, which is to, to go to school, be the good, the best daughter that they can have. And, but during those times, I didn't tell the abuse, uh, to anyone until I was 19. And, uh, it was very confusing moments and scary, embarrassing, full of guilt, uh, during those times. And uh, to the point that at 17 years old, I was actually experiencing or thinking of uh, just ending my life. So I had suicidal ideation. I was, I was giving my prop, you know, like all my like good stuff, the, my my properties to my friends. You know, I was thinking a lot of different things. Um, so that was 19 years old, and uh, when I finally had the courage to to tell my parents. You know, I didn't get the compassion from my parents, and as, and I turned to become a rebel. I told, I told myself after all those years that I, you know, kept the abuse to myself, and suddenly I still didn't give get the love and compassion that I I was I was longing for, and then so you know I I basically, you know, childhood, and then I had five years of having no one violating me and just, you know, I focus more, continue focus of actually finishing my degree in electrical engineer. Unfortunately, 
at 24 years old, um, I was sexually assaulted. So when I was um, sexually assaulted at 24 years old, um, that's when I everything that I experienced in the past came back to me. And the first statement or first words that came to my head was that, why me again? So when I said, why me again? That's when I lost trust to anyone, including my parents, everyone. I hated everyone. And I, I was a living dead. And, uh, and I was just going on with the day without caring about anyone, including myself. And uh, then that's, it's a spiral, you know, effect when I started, you know, depending on alcohol. So I'm actually a recovering alcoholic and uh, with, uh, with food, eating this, I had, I had eating disorder and it was just back to back. And also when I was sexually assaulted, that's when I was diagnosed with PTSD and severe depression. So that's in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> wow, like, I mean, uh, <laughs> sorry, but it was many years since I was. Yes, I'm. You know, I know this is not easy for you to, you know, come on a, you know, podcast and you know be so vulnerable. So I thank you for coming forward with that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people listening, and hopefully, this inspires um, a lot of people that are listening. The empaths, highly sensitive people. I mean, when I do these bonus episodes, there. I mean, I really make sure that it's going to make a big impact, so the maximum amount of people um, can tune in and see that you know, after everything you've been through, you started, um, you know, with basically um, with some unfortunate twist of fate, and you you conquered it, and um, and then you ended up on the other side. And now you're looking back through the glass. And, and so I wanted to ask you, you know, when, when, what was the hardest thing that uh, you had to do to recover? I mean, because obviously you had to recover before you, you broke any records and started training. So when did that start and what did that look like for you? Um, there, so there were, there were turning points. Uh, one of the turning point is actually when, uh, when I forgave myself. So that was a hard thing for me to do when I when when I learned to forgive myself and um, accept that it wasn't my fault. And I was able to start at least doing that when I went to rehab. And I was able to do that because I, you know, with the help of the therapist, the psychiatrist, that that it was not my fault. And it was hard for me to do that. And I didn't know that that was actually reflecting in all the activities and all the way I actually treated the life. So forgiving myself is a big thing. Uh, the next thing, another turning point is that truly forgiving my parents or the people who I, who to me in the past put a role in actually, you know, like just making me feel not good. You know, forgiving my parents, forgiving my family. It's more of like just because I just wanted to 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 receive the love because but because I wasn't receiving it, I I didn't I hated my past. So forgiving forgiveness is the big thing. Forgiveness is the big thing. And the next one is actually uh, another turning point is when I actually allowed myself to love myself to learn 
who I truly am. Because before in the past, you know, before I even got all the help that I got from behavioral therapists, psychiatrists, and coaches, is that I was mainly pleasing people because that's how I, that's how I was when I was growing up. I was pleasing my parents. I was pleasing the society, what they wanted me to be. And when, you know, it took me at least 10 years to find the true me, the true Shangri-La, to actually understand my emotions because my emotions were messed up. When I say messed up is that, you know, I could be sad, but I would show anger instead. Or I could say I'm okay when truly I wasn't. So because I, when I was a kid, I you know, it, there was this like facade that I was showing to my parents or to my teachers or even to my friends that I was okay, but I wasn't. It was all messed up. So so the second thing that I did was to actually truly accept who I am, love myself, and learn how to feel again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just remarkable like how far you've come and I just have to ask you, do you think that you've recovered from your past, especially after you won the world record? Did that kind of take the pain like a little less that now you you made it to all the way to the top of the mountain and you're looking back? Yeah. Um, so I've looked back in my life, you know, like at 24 years old when I was sexually assaulted until 34 years old, that's about 10 years. That was the time mm-hmm. wherein I was learning to love myself and learning who mm-hmm. I, who I am. So that was 10 years. So 34 years old, another turning point mm-hmm. of my life is actually realizing how blessed I am. When I realized at 34 years old of how blessed I am and actually, you know what? And realizing that, Oh, I am okay. I don't need to be mm-hmm. in the defensive mode that someone's going to hurt me or I need to like have my walls up. And that's when I realized that, you know, I need to do something for other people. And that's mm-hmm. the time at 34 years old, which is actually just about five years ago. I said, it's time for me to give. It's, got, it's time for me to uh, give the love, which is, that's why I know that at 34 years old, five years ago, I was done with my past, that I was able, I'm able to forgive myself and actually to move on. And I've been able to continue with my healing and um, to be better, to better myself is by being of service to others. So mm-hmm. I'm more of like, how can I help the other people, especially those who are listening in your podcast or you're in your show, mm-hmm. that how can I help them, those who are struggling? And that's what I've been doing ever since I realized that uh, five years ago. So a lot of activities, everything, all my projects that I'm doing, it's mainly of how can mm-hmm. I help those people who are still struggling uh, with I with which what I did struggle in the past? Right now, for all the people that are listening out there um, that may have gone through similar traumas, PTSD, um, you know, rape or any type of uh, you know horrific uh, past, what what kind of things can you advise those people who? maybe still struggling that are listening that may be, be keeping it all to themselves and they haven't opened up to anyone. Yeah. It's uh it's very, very tough and it's a sensitive, uh, sensitive topic actually, yeah. because uh, first of all, it's, it, it takes time to heal time mm-hmm. to heal. And, and one thing definitely is 
to allow ourselves to feel that emotion and not to keep it to ourselves. Meaning what I meant by that is cry if you feel if you feel like crying. Don't stop yourself. Allow, mm-hmm. allow yourself to actually feel those emotions. Second is to at least find even just one person, just one person, to at least speak to that person. And you don't even have to like say a lot of different things already. <laughs> no. <laughs> it takes time. You know, I, I totally understand because to me it takes it took years. It took years. And all I had then was gradually opening up to my mom. My mom was the first one. Mm-hmm. Or like even like, you know, just showing my emotions. It was actually my pug, which is a dog. But it's that, you know, allowing that emotions to come up and even just crying onto someone's shoulder, even just one person and hang on to that mm-hmm. person until we gradually earn the trust or like st- start trusting ourselves and other people around us. But we gotta, mm-hmm. we gotta try and then find that person and not lose hope. Um, because, you know, if I mm-hmm. did, if I didn't do what I which what I've done then, you know, like not give up. I could have not, I could not be here anymore. I could not be helping a lot more mm-hmm. people because I almost ended myself, uh, ended my life back then but because mm-hmm. I was still kind of hoping even the slightest thing that could make, you know, like a little, little thing, <laughs> a very slight thing, you know, I, I did that and it will take a while. It will take a while. It will not mm-hmm. be, always perfect and don't yet yeah, perfect is uh, until now it's not perfect right now do, do you think do you still have bad days do you uh would you say or have you like i mean because i want to hear it from you so you can tell the audience because i know you know people that have gone through exactly what you have i mean it it, it isn't a better roses after that you still have ups and downs correct yeah, yeah so one of the things that have helped me with my recovery is for me to speak about what I've, I've, you know, what I've experienced in the past or what I had in the past. And that started, you know, at 34 years old, that's when I allow my vulnerability and to actually open up. And this is and to tell people that I, I am not, I am not the perfect engineer, the smart master's degrees, you know, like I'm not this successful person because back then I was hiding that dark side of me. But as soon as I actually opened up gradually, it wasn't like big time. I started feeling more of the love, and um, so, so, um, so I suggest, um, you know, like for example, like even, even now, I still have coaches, and at times, especially when I actually, like for example, if I'm, if I'm aiming for big goals, I know that there could be stressful moments that my past can, you know, like just the, just you know, the mindset that I had in the past would come back to me. And that's when I tapped on coaches, experts to help me out for me not to go back to how I was back in the past. Well, I just wanted to stop you there and ask like, okay, did you, and that was going to be my next question is, did you have anybody to lean on, especially those dark times? Or was it just when you, cause you said you were lonely and, and were you isolated or did you reach out to somebody for help to get the healing process, uh, on that recovery road. I didn't like, for example, with the alcohol addiction, I didn't even want to admit I was addicted to alcohol. I said like, it was normal, you know? Um, yeah. So 
I had, it was hard. Uh, the rehab, accepting myself, you know, the rehab helped a lot. Definitely professionals do know how to talk to a person yeah. like me before. So, uh, yeah, professionals. So the therapist, dietitian mm-hmm. for my eating disorder, psychiatrist. It was wow. a long at least 10 years. And then from there, it helped me to open up with my family and to open up to mm-hmm. myself. And then you're winning races and you're basically Guinness Book record holder. So, I mean, there's a big, huge gap in between those. But in that process, did you have maybe one person that you maybe maybe your faith, uh, your belief or maybe a certain person or was it just pure will from inside? Uh, Good question. Um, So, well, the first time is when I was sexually assaulted. That's when I got my first help from professionally, Mm -hmm. like uh, the therapist that I mentioned earlier. But during those times, I needed someone so badly. That's when I actually opened up and I started being able to cry. And that would be my mom. That was the first one, my mom. And, uh, you know, other, other people who had helped me are the people who actually who I was dating at the time. So it could be my boyfriend, ex-boyfriend now, or like my girlfriend or ex-girlfriend now. So just very, you know, like just one person. And unfortunately, I wasn't sharing it to friends at the time because my friends then, you know, I was still kind of like drinking. So I was not with the right group. Um, So yes, very handful. So if you can go back in time, from where you are now after everything you learned and you just go back to that that time where you were at your lowest what what would you say that there was like one thing that you would have said to your to yourself let's say you were speaking to that broken person um what what would you say to that person I'm glad you didn't end your life <laughs> when you wanted to yeah that's the first thing and then the second one is great job on hanging in there and trying to to find yourself, you know, and, you know, not giving up. And because of those two things that you did, now you're helping a lot of individuals, you know, not just to actually get over their past or to heal their horrible or their trauma, but actually to achieve their dreams. And I've been able to do that because that's, I'm the living person. It's more of the proof. It's I'm not the person who like, hey, you can do it, you know, by words. But actually, they can see it. They can see it in my action and the way I talk, the way I speak. Like it's true to me, and I'm not like just whatever, you know. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not fooling anyone. It's just the way it is. So my my life is, uh, you know, it's it's a great example, and that's what I would, yeah, that's what I would. And tell this is for the audience, you know, whoever's listening out there. I mean, one of the reasons I made this bonus episode, and I you know, um, decided to bring Tranquila here on this podcast is to show you no matter how bad it gets, I mean, if you hold on, if you're, you know, just a little longer, I mean, you see what happened. I mean, she went from almost ending her life to winning the world record, Guinness Book World's record, which is, I mean, just amazing. And I love these comeback stories. And that's what this, uh, whole podcast is pretty much about I, I i get inspired by that and i hope you know somebody that's listening the empaths highly sensitive people and the trauma victims take something very valuable away that no matter how bad 
your situation is. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. What's next for you? So it's a, my dog, we just finished the final interviews and it's from my past. Cause you know, like I said, back at 34 years old, I want to have a voice in, and I want to tell my story so I can help as many individuals. So I have my selling book. And then now the documentary film, there'll be a couple more books coming out, but I know definitely next year is the documentary film. I'll be out, you know. That is that is amazing. I mean, what do you think about all this? You've got your own documentary. You got, you've been on all the news stations and you're getting all this, like, reward. Um. <laughs> and five years ago, it wasn't like this. But because, you know, I wanted to help and it was just like so strong. It's like my life calling. I just really want to help. And that's like back to back. And I'm so sincere and just living life right now. Do you think it would be would have been capable of that girl back then to even fathom the fact that where you are today? Like, do you think she would be able to even think about that or? Honestly, never. never (laughs) It was only five years ago. I, I didn't even plan a Guinness World Record. I didn't even think that I could write a book. And I did that this year. Or like also I, I cycled across America. I never mm-hmm. thought those, those were just, you know, like in a la-la land. <laughs> like I was an average person not knowing how to swim, scared of the water. I mean, mm-hmm. I would, and then that's what the message is. If you mm-hmm. look at my past, I was really a messed up, nobody person, not knowing what I was doing. I almost ended my life. If I could mm-hmm. do that. I'm sure anyone, anyone could do Mm -hmm. any, you know, achieve their dreams or their goals. There you have it, folks. You've heard it. If you're going through a hard time, hold on. (laughs) There's always hope at the end of the uh, light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, we have living proof right here in front of us. uh, And I'm just honored to have you on this podcast so I can document this. And hopefully when your documentary comes out, I'll be the first one to, uh, to, to actually look at that. And uh, before we go, can you just tell us where we can find you? And if you want to, you know, just tell us uh, where um, your book is, uh, where we can buy your book. Definitely. Um, so I have my couple website. The main website is the uh, ShangriLaRendon.com. So that's www.S-H-A-N-G-R-I-L-A-R-E-N. D-O-N.com. So that's my personal mm-hmm. website. I have everything in there for any coaching, um, for any coaching for triathlon, endurance, sports, health, fitness. Um, mm-hmm. It's feistyfoxcoaching.com. Mm-hmm. You could also get, actually, I have not told you, uh, <laughs> the best-selling book that was published that I've co-authored this, um, this year, which is a million dollar story volume two. You could get it from amazon.com, but it's just recently an audio version, which is also available now in audible. So I recorded myself, which is, um, you know, the audio version of the best selling book. So you can also get that now, uh, on Instagram in Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, I also have my own podcast, Feisty Fox Fire. Uh, it will be a show also. So different ways. Please, um, just want to say the last thing, you know, um, if you guys, whoever's listening to this one, I'm here. I want to help. If there's a friend that, you know, I could be one of them, I hope. 
because I really want to help as many. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. It was an honor. Thank you again for for everything. Thank you, Raj. It's a pleasure. All right. All right, guys. I hope you got some value out of it. Um, keep moving forward. Don't give up because obviously there's always hope. Please, uh, if you can rate this uh, or and, for, and just share this with somebody, uh, it really helps me out. Uh, if you can go to the Apple iTunes and uh, let me know how I'm doing, uh, I can bring more guests from around the world. We are out. You're listening to the On Call Impact.